0: A couple things, real quick, before we get into the word today. Uh, a couple announcements that are important and a part of our family. We are um, with, uh, close to our backpack event. On August 20th is our 3B event. It's so much happening that Sunday is we have baptisms, we have close to 20 people uh, signed up for baptism, if you have not signed up for baptism, if you've never been baptized, this is your Sunday, it's going to be amazing, it's going to be a great time, it's one of the highlights of the year, you can sign up in our lobby, um, on any of the iPads, go to the guest central, they can help you, you can sign up online, we have our baptisms that day, we have a barbecue, we're going to just hang out together, just eat hot dogs, which are completely healthy and good for you, <laughs> denial is more than a river in Egypt. Uh, um, but it'll be good. Um, and then there's a vegan option. It's called water. Uh, we'll have water there. And, uh, okay. And, uh, and then we're giving away backpacks. And, at the, and we will have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of children from all the community. We want nothing from them. We just want to bless them. And they're going to show up, and, um, and we're going to see God move. And uh, that's coming up on August 20th. But saying that, we're collecting backpacks at this point. We're already getting requests. Uh, what do I need to do to get a backpack? My kid needs a backpack. Can we see the update where we're at on the bus? We're believing for 500. We are just under 200. I think that's actually a little higher right now. We're closing on 200 backpacks, 200 backpacks, which to put uh, finances on that, that's close to $10,000 already, already. And uh, so we're believing. Last year, we turned away at least 200 children. Um, and if you were here with your hot dogs and baptism, it was a hard moment, Though we're thankful for the generosity, and we know it's a challenging time for everyone. Um, financially Uh, but to see 200 kids walk away many of them waiting at the bus stop as we pulled out we said can we try to do more and we are trying and you guys are so generous but if you can't help us we're trying to get to 500 and you just saw it on the slide you'll see it again you've seen it already you can donate at the easiest a debit machine when you walk out today you can do it online through e-transfer or even Amazon which I think that's coming to a close this week I think it's the sixth is our last day you can order directly from Amazon just go on there through our website we have a list Click, and it's actually sent to our location. You don't even get to do anything except click. Um, But if you can help us, if you feel be a part of that, and then on the 20th, you're going to get to enjoy it with backpacks, barbecue, and baptism. It's going to be a great Sunday. Also coming up on September 3rd is our Sabbath Sunday. And we do two of these Sundays a year, one after Christmas and one just before the fall starts. It's a Sunday to just stop, we both reflect on what God's done halfway, over halfway through the year and then get ready for the fall. And the fall is always an amazing time in our church. Always, it always amps up in activity, but we're also believing uh, for another level of his presence and God's goodness and a move of God. Um, and But we want to take that Sunday to rest. And there's no online church. Online, we're glad you're joining us today. There's no in person. There's no online September 3rd, Labor Day weekend. On Labor Day weekend, we are resting. And kind uh, of encourage you, just build your faith for the fall. God is up to something in Halifax, and we are so excited. We're going to rest that Sunday. And lastly, for the youth, the teenagers in the room, splash effects on our August 16th. If if you've not seen videos of these, I was watching videos this week and pictures. This is, we never had this when I was a kid. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? We never had this stuff. We never had anything amazing. We had, we, I'm not even gonna tell you what we had. We just, we had, we had a slip and slide. Remember slip and slides? And lawn darts. And we would put them together. It's a wonder e- any of us are alive. I had a wood-burning s- kit. Wood-burning kits were these things. How many had, know what I'm talking about? Wood-burning kit. You know what I'm talking about. So he's up to 4,000 degrees. Give it to a 9-year-old in the basement and go burn some images into some wood. That's a good idea. Proven fact, that's how the forest fires started in Halifax. And that's not true. But um, Splash the Facts is something for our teens. It's going to be a great time. Uh, you can see a picture of it. That's an actual picture. It's coming up. You can sign up. It's $29 a person. We've already had some people in the church say, hey, I want to sponsor some youth that maybe they can't afford it. It's going to be an amazing time for our youth. So youth, if you can get there, sign up for that. It's going to be a great time. If you have your Bible today, if you don't have a Bible, we have free Bibles. You can get them in the lobby. Um, just, we just ask that you would uh, keep them and use them, but they are free. But Philippians chapter 4, if you have your Bible today, Philippians chapter 4, I want to read a few verses today, and I to encourage you for the next few minutes um, before we launch into the week. I don't know how you look at Sunday's. I don't see a Sundays as ending my week going, oh, thank God, I made it. I look at it as a launching pad into the week. This church was never meant to be a runway to land going, I just I just made it. It's a launching pad into your calling, into your purpose, into the assignment God has on your life. And we're believing until you're going to leave here, uh, fired up, launched into what God has for you. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, I'm going to start reading. I'll start reading in verse 4. Paul's writing here, writing to the church in Philippi and Philippi. Um, he's encouraging them. He's, he's writing this from a, uh, a jail cell, uh, which gives it context today. You ever meet someone who's positive but they haven't gone through anything? You ever get parenting advice from a 19 year old? <laughs> like, okay, all right. You ever get financial advice from somebody who has no bills? Like, uh, thanks, thanks. Not very helpful. Uh, for someone to talk about mental health, to talk about stress and worry and, and, and the presence of God and the peace of God, who's writing this from a jail cell, who's going through something, gives it some weight. And that's why, when I, when I, when that's why I love the no hairs and gray hairs in my life because if they still love the church and love people and love their family and still look forward with vision and, and believe in the next generation then they've gone through some stuff, then I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. And Paul here has gone through some stuff. Verse 4, Paul from his jail cell. Again, always be full of the joy of the Lord. That's a a word right there. Always. Not sometimes. Not when you're feeling like it. Always be full of the joy of the Lord. I'll say it again. Rejoice. That's how important it was. Paul didn't have a stutter. He said it twice because he wanted to make sure that we knew how important it was. Be full of the joy in the Lord. I say it again. Rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Verse 7, one of my favorite verses in all of scripture. And then you will experience, not watch, not hear about, not scroll on your phone about, you'll actually experience. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ started last week with this thought that we are revisiting some of the key messages in our church that we believe are the cornerstones or the the, the weight-bearing walls, the culture-building moments. Some of you may have heard these messages before if you've been coming to Nova since its inception, or um, some of you may I heard that last year. Maybe some of you have never heard these messages, but we believe there are certain moments that formed our culture as a church. We are not aimless. We're not just gathering, see who shows up, and hopefully we can make a difference. We have an assignment and a mission and a plan. And we believe God's plan for our lives is to grow us, that we are stronger in our spirits, that we're more like Jesus, we're more in love with Jesus, and we're more passionate about his assignment for our lives and this city than when we walked in. And there are some key messages that we believe are part of that DNA. Last week, we talked about mundane miracles if we'll roll the stone, he'll raise the dead. That if we do the mundane, he'll do the divine. If we do the ordinary, then God does the extraordinary. And I'm reminded every single week when we show up and commit to do what God's called us to do, be faithful, 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 then God will do the miraculous. And we have a church that is full of people that are stone rollers. We just roll stones. You might even call us holy rollers. We just, we just want to roll things. And uh, believing to make a difference in people's lives. Today, I want to talk on this topic very quickly, just for a few minutes, before we pray today. Anything and everything. Anything and everything. I love those that take notes and they post it online afterwards. Notes, never forget. If you're taking notes, anything and everything. Let's pray today. Father, I thank you for those that are here today, both online and in person. Father, I thank you uh, for what you're doing in our church. Father, I want to thank you for our team. They're generous. They're hardworking. They're brilliant. They're talented. I bless them today. Father, I bless our kids today, even now as they're hearing the word of God, both in song and in word and in lesson. Father, I bless them today. I thank you that there's no junior Holy Spirit. I thank you that these kids are, are world changers, that they are, um, they are growing up in the house of God. Would you bless those teachers today and bless the kids. Father, I pray for us, both online and in person today, that we would be overtaken and interrupted by your spirit. Holy Spirit, would you bring to life right now everything that's of you, and everything not of you, would it be forgotten and erased? Father, we thank you for these next few minutes. And everybody said? Yes. Really glad you're here today on this beautiful weekend in Halifax. Today I want to talk about this, this, this message, this, 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 these thoughts based on Philippians 4. I want to tell you the, the, the focus. It's both on prayer and it's on peace. When we talk about prayer, and I can say this as a preacher and a pastor, uh, I'm not praying enough. How many are so glad you chose this church right there? Just, these are my confessions. This is the confessions of a pastor right now. Just, I don't pray enough. Just, you need to know that right now. Just, whatever you think a pastor should be praying, I'm not praying it enough. Me and Nancy, we do not pray enough. She prays more than me. I will say that. But even she's not praying enough. I live with her. She's not, you're not praying enough, Nancy. Uh, I'm not praying enough. Here's the goal of today. Sometimes you hear a message on prayer and you walk away going, I just, I'm, I'm not good at this. I just, this is not, that's not the goal today. The goal is this. If you're not praying, start praying. If you are praying, maybe let this encourage you to lean in and pray a little more. Not out of getting a, a gold star on attendance or on activity, but the power available and the peace that's available. And I believe today as we tackle uh, the topic of worry and we lean in on prayer, I believe God wants to grow you in your life. We don't have just a church that attends. We, we are the church. We is the church. And when we leave here, listen, our prayers avail much. The Bible says the prayers of righteous men and women they, 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 they prevail much, they, they, they do much, and they change the world. And I, I always think of this quote, if every one of your prayers were answered, what would change in the world? I'm like, oh, God, help us pray. Help us connect with God. Here's what is obvious in this season, and it feels like it's only increasing. Um, peace has never been tougher to get. Like, if, if life wasn't tough enough, apparently aliens are a thing now. Have you seen this in the news? Have you seen this? I just, if you don't believe in aliens, you haven't been to church because there's some weird people in church. But, but I, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to give you my views on this. But if, I don't know if you watch the news, but it was literally out of this world this week in Congress in the States. And I'm just like, okay, okay, so that's a thing that we have to navigate. I was, I was, I was asking people, and I thought it was a test. So what's your thoughts on aliens? So like, oh, God, what does what's the Bible say? I'm like, I don't even know. But I'm just like, what is going on right now? Like, I hope they're nice. Like, more E.T. than War of the Worlds. I don't even know, but... Remember Elf? Anyone remember Elf? I'm just dating myself so much. I loved Elf. He was a great alien. No, not that Elf. That's Elf. <laughs> Gordon Chumway, alien life form, Elf. Come on, everybody over the age of 40 knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's never been tougher to get peace. I came across some, some articles this week. I looked up some fresh data and peace seems to be so elusive. I know in my life I've been on a journey, I've, I've, I've shared it openly. About, I'm thankful I've never dealt with depression that I know of. uh, But anxiety has been a factor. And I'm doing well in this season. I really feel God's grace. But it's been a real battle for me for the last four years. Um, And I find, now as I'm 48, closing in on 50, I know so much, more than I even knew 10 years ago, five years ago. But with more information, doesn't help me with my peace. Information doesn't solve worry. Have you realized that yet? I think, I, I like being Oblivious right? Like, you didn't know what was happening around the world when I was 19, 18, 15. You couldn't worry. I'm worrying about things that have no concern with me right now. I'm seeing videos of stuff happening in Europe going, I'm so worried about that going. I wouldn't have known that a couple years ago. Here's an article of Forbes. Forbes put out their health issue. Listen, these statistics are sobering, and you know this. But for context today, in 2020, and again, this is Pre at the very beginning of the pandemic into the very early stages. So that would skew these, probably make them more intense than what these statistics say. In 2020, anxiety orders, disorders grew um, worldwide from 298 million people to close to 400 million people, which is about a 25% increase in one year. That's substantial. In 2020, 31% of adults, 31% of adults, almost um, like one in three, Experience both a mental health condition and substance abuse. I, 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 can, I, I know that to be true from the meetings and emails and texts and conversations we have, even within our own church community. In the middle of this season of stress, and last, the prolonged stress, people have turned to substances, which started off as just kind of take the edge off, has turned into a problem for many. And I'm so thankful, and I, I say it often, for, for counseling, I'm, a, I'm a thankful for the helm Um, Addiction Center, which is uh, Christ-based and spirit-filled and doing an amazing work with men in our city, but they are turning people down for the amount of people they get. And the men that go there are breathtaking and beautiful and lovely, um, but it's a real thing. It's only increasing. And 31%, 31%, which means it's not the person on the left of you, it's not the person on the right of you, it means it's you, statistically, is dealing with both mental health and substance abuse problems. As of 2020, I did not know this statistic. This is in the States. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for U.S. children between the ages of 10 and 14. The first one is only preceded by unintentional injury, accidents. The impact of depression and anxiety on the global economy. It's funny how it always goes back to money, doesn't it? Someone needs to put that statistic in there. But on the global economy, uh, anxiety and depression can be measured in one trillion in lost productivity a year. People just, people just can't. They can't keep their commitment. They can't keep, whether it be work or whatever, $1 trillion in lost uh, productivity each year. It's amazing to me, as we just read in Philippians, that God promises mind-blowing peace. In fact, he promises protective peace. And here's what I'm reminded is Christianity and faith cannot be compartmentalized. It cannot be put into a box and left there. Christianity, our faith, has to flow into all areas of our life. It has to work everywhere, or it works nowhere. Jesus is Lord everywhere in your life, or he's Lord nowhere in your life. That's how this works. See, religion compartmentalizes. And if I have an addiction, it it would be to religion. If you're around something long enough, all religion is is focusing on the when and the how and forgetting about the who and the why. That's all religion is. Some marriages are religious. They sleep in the same bed, eat at the same table, go through the same motions, but you've not focused on the why or the who for a long time, and you're religiously married. So many people come to church, and they're religious. They're faithful. They serve on teams. They they, they serve in church. They come every week, and they're on time, and they serve, and they give their money, but they have their heart's not in it. They're not focused on the who, and they're not focused on the why. If I have an addiction, it would be religion, and I fight it daily. To always go back to why am I doing this and who am I doing it for and who do I love? And if Jesus isn't Lord of your life everywhere, he's Lord of your life nowhere. And if you say, well, he's Lord of my finances and I tithe and I give, but he's not Lord of my sexuality. If you say, well, he's, he's Lord of my Sundays, but he's not Lord of my Saturday nights. If, if, if he's not Lord everywhere, he's not Lord anywhere. That's the way this, this is. And it's fascinating because he talks about mind-blowing peace. And I, I, was, I was meeting with someone this week, an amazing person from our church, and they said, I love Sundays. And I try to get my friends to come become like, you get, you're going to get pumped up. When you leave, I don't know if you feel this. Some of you are like, I don't feel that. When you leave, I just fucking take on my week. I feel encouraged. I feel ready to go. And I knew what they were saying. I was like, I love that for you, but you need to know that if you're just waiting on a Sunday to pump you up, to encourage you, then you're missing maybe the potential of Jesus being Lord everywhere and everywhere and all the time. That Christianity cannot be compartmentalized to a Sunday morning. Jesus here talks about peace. In Philippians, mind-blowing peace. That's my translation. Let me read what, what the Bible, how the Bible defines mind-blowing peace in verse 7 of Philippians 4. He says, you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything you can understand. I like the way I say it better. Mind-blowing peace. You can't understand it. You cannot understand it. I want that kind of peace. I have experienced that kind of peace. And he promises us that we can experience that kind of peace. A couple of thoughts on how to get that peace. Because if, I, if I'm honest and if you're honest, we would like that peace. I think if one in three are dealing with some sort of anxiety or depression, it's probably higher than that. If I asked you on a personal level, yeah, somewhere in your life, you probably have something that you are worrying about. The Bible says don't worry about anything. There's probably something you're worrying about. How do we get to the place? More than just a cute message with a couple illustrations and a couple songs. How do we get to the place that we can live, that Jesus isn't compartmentalized, that we have peace when the music's right and the lighting's right and the preacher's right and the moment's right? How do we have peace in that moment? When our kids walk out that door and slam that door and they're going off to do something that you're not proud of and you're worried about, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with when, when you're thinking, I need to check their phone because of something? Cut? How do you deal with when your spouse and there's, a, there's, there's challenges there? How do you deal with when work is toxic? How do you deal with when there's attitudes and there's problems even in a church community? How do we deal with that? Because if it doesn't work everywhere, it works nowhere. So how do we get that kind of peace? I'm so glad you asked. Let's break this verse down today. My first thought on this is you have to have the right perspective have this kind of peace, the right perspective, verse 4 and 5. Let me read it again. It says, always be full of the joy of the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do, and remember the Lord is coming soon. Be considerate. You know, I, 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 I haven't seen that before. In fact, even going over my notes in this sermon that was preached a couple years ago, I thought, I, you know what, I missed that part right there. Be considerate. So I looked up, What's the definition of considerate? Because I have my own definition. This is the definition I, I saw online. It says to showing kindly awareness or regards for another's feelings or circumstances. If there's ever been a season, that's why people love the East Coast. Maybe this has been your experience. I was talking to someone else this week. They're like, man, I love the East Coast. I'm from another part. I'm not going to say where. That's not as friendly. But they were from Toronto. And... Uh, <laughs> And they said, I just love how friendly everybody is. I'm like, really? Even in Bedford? They're like, yeah, even in Bedford. They're like, everybody's friendly. Like, even in Sackville? Yeah, even in Sackville. And they're like, everybody on the East Coast is so friendly. In this society, it's so hard to be considered someone else, right? My mother always said it this way Mike, people are more concerned about their headache than your cancer. Her point was, everybody's obsessed with what they're going through, and I'm guilty of that. The Bible says if you want the peace that blows your mind, like beyond what you can understand, it starts with the right. Perspective. Look up another article from the uh, the Mayo Health Clinic. They did an article on Thursday, September 16th, 2021, on, on peace and on volunteering. Listen to this. They were talking about from a non-spiritual point of the benefits of volunteering. Of and what's volunteering? It's being considerate. If you volunteer at your school, at your workplace, if you're with a community group, if it's a church, wherever you're volunteering, you're putting someone else's needs or their, their well-being ahead of yourself. Listen to what the Mayo Clinic says. Research has found that volunteering among adults provided benefits to both physical and mental health. Volunteers report a better physical health at than non-volunteers. Research has also shown that volunteers, volunteering leads to a lower rate of depression, a lower rate of anxiety, especially for those 65 or older. If you're older, let me encourage you, don't retire, you refire. Get a passion, burn for it. It says, volunteering reduces stress, reading from the article, increases positive, relaxed feelings by releasing dopamine. By spending time in service to others, volunteers reported feeling a sense of meaning and appreciation, both given and received, which can have a stress-reducing effect. Listen to this from the Mayo Clinic. Reduced stress further decreases risk of many physical and mental health problems, such as health disease, stroke, depression, anxiety, and general illness. In addition, a study of aging found that individuals who volunteer have a lower mortality rate than those who do not, even when controlling for age, gender, and overall physical health. Isn't it interesting, physically, that having the right perspective and putting others first uh, being considerate affects your physical. What about your mental? What about your spiritual health? See, serving changes your perspective. And if we're not careful in our faith, this Christianity has many traps, and one of them is inward focus. We disguise it in spiritual language, don't we? We say things like, What kind of season are you in? I'm in a, I'm in a dry season. I don't know if non-church people talk this way. You ever watch, Hey, Jimmy, Jimmy, John A., how was your weekend? I'm in a dry season. I don't know. Do they? I don't know. I do not know. But Christians, we do that. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just in a hard season. I'm just in a valley. I'm in a valley season. I'm believing for a mountaintop, but I'm in a valley. How are you? I'm just, uh, you know, I'm in a season of healing. If we're not careful, it's well. It's about my talent and my calling, and God's good. God's working on my heart, which is all good things to say, right? But. God's working on my heart. I'm just believing for my spirit to grow. I'm just trying to discover my talents and my giftings. And I'm praying for more of the spirit of my life so I can grow in my spirit. And I'm just trying to figure out what my assignment is, what my calling is, and where God wants to use me and best best put me to serve and build the kingdom and what what my role is. And if we're not careful, the trap can be so introspective that we miss the mission, which is God's people. And it starts with mind-blowing peace, starts with the right perspective of being considerate. The second part of perspective, it says in the next verse, there in verse 4, it says that the Lord is coming soon. Now, we used to talk a lot about heaven when I was growing up. I don't think we talk enough about it now. We talked way too much, I think, when we were growing up. In fact, there was a fear over heaven and Jesus coming back when I was growing up. We used to play church pranks, like church pranks, like... I remember you would, like, lay your clothes on the floor. Some of you, I'm going to lose a whole bunch of you right now. The rapture, Jesus calling people back, and if you're right with God, you're going to be taken away. And people would put their clothes on the floor like they were raptured, and people are freaking out. There's been more than a couple times I've walked into a place where no one's there, and my first thought has gone to, the rapture has happened, and I didn't make it. (laughs) Because we talked about heaven all the time. The songs, the sweet by and by, soon and very soon. We talked about heaven all the time. And we had prayer meetings about heaven. We tried to read the moons and the sun and the weather. He's coming back. And we just focused so much. I think we focused maybe too much on heaven. But you know what we do today is I don't think we focus enough on heaven. The Bible says that eternity awaits us. That this life, the Bible says in another verse, is a vapor. It's like on a cold day, you see your breath, and then it's gone. That I'm learning in my close to five decades on this planet that it's speeding up. Anybody else realize that? I was just doing diapers. And then it was taking the training wheels off. And then it was driving lessons. And now, before you know it, I'll be the one in diapers with training wheels. <laughs> like, like it's, it's so quick. But the perspective a vision of eternity will direct your today and sometimes it's it's we're picking weeds out of the garden yesterday and sometimes it's so easy to get into the weeds of your life that you forget the big picture that a lot of things won't matter that we think matters a vision of eternity will direct your appetites i really want that i know it's going to cost me that I know it's going to disappoint that person. I know it's going to hurt them, but I really want that. And a vision beyond here and beyond the growling of your stomach, both, both, both emotional or spiritual or financial appetites and go heavenward, it'll change, it'll direct your appetites. It'll direct the way you spend your money. It'll direct your decisions. It'll direct your focus. It'll direct everything if we get a view of heaven. And sometimes I need to remind us that life is very short. And there'll come a day where they will put me in the ground 100 years from now. And someone will be there to throw flowers and to say a word, and then very quickly life will go on. It will be the same for you. But then we will be welcomed into eternity, and what we do in this world matters for the next. And Paul says, remember, from prison, in the middle of his suffering, in the middle of his beatings and torture, he has the right perspective go, number one, be considerate of others, and remember, the Lord's coming soon. I'm in pain now, but pain only lasts for a moment. But the Bible says he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Yeah. And we believe that what happens now is important, but it leads to what happens later. That today is real, but it's not final. There's more coming. It'll change your perspective. And The things that we are worrying about through the perspective of the Lord is coming soon. I know this. I don't know when he's coming back, but it's sooner than yesterday. And tomorrow will be even sooner. He's coming back, and he's coming back for his people. And that perspective shift will change things. Peace starts with the right perspective. Paul wrote this from jail. Thinking of others and thinking of heaven. I want to be reminded today, no matter what you're going through, thinking of others and thinking of heaven. Divine peace starts with the divine perspective. This is a chapter that we're in. This is a season. It's real and it's challenging, but it will pass. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves of that. Those of you wrestling with those young kids in sleep times, it'll pass. All us older ones, we know. Those of you wrestling with your teenagers and their, their choices and their attitudes, it'll pass. Those of you struggling with your parents that are older and you're navigating their health, it'll pass. The mortgage will pass. The, the, the bills will pass. Sometimes the perspective will help us. The second thing it says about divine peace and how to get divine peace and in verse 6, is he says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. That's a pretty broad term. He didn't say, there's some things you should worry about. The aliens thing, I'd look into. You know, like, that's not what he said. He said, don't worry about anything. Worry is like a, a rocking chair. It uses a lot of energy, but you don't get anywhere. You're just moving. You're shaking. You're, lots of activity, but you're in the same spot. Worry is like a rocking chair. Don't worry about anything. Well, what's included in anything? Anything. So I did a little survey this week on my social media, and I put out. I said, hey, if you would, just share. I know what I worry about. What do you worry about? I had man, I had so many responses come in. My my inbox was inundated with responses. What people worry about, and I appreciate those, even in this room and online, that answered that and be was vulnerable, very vulnerable in your responses of what you worry about. And I I found them. I could put them into one of four boxes, one of four boxes that they fit into. Today you're probably fine. Your worries maybe they're not in these boxes, but the Bible says that we're supposed to not worry about anything. But to pray about everything. So I wanted to think about what are some things we worry about. Maybe you'll find yourself in this as you think about what you worry about. Well, this was a big one. People. People messaged in, and I know in my own life, maybe your life, people worry about man, I worry about my kids. Man, so many comments about I'm worried about my kids, man. In school and the school system and what they're being taught and culture, I'm worried about my kids. People worried about their teenagers. People worried about their marriage. People worried about their parents. People just worried, man, just I got this toxic thing I'm dealing with. I got this challenge I'm dealing with. I'm going through a separation. I'm going through this. I'm going through this. And there's a face on your pain. Me and Nancy have a saying in our home that home is not a place but a face. But I've learned this that many times anxiety or worry is not a place but a face. That person doesn't text like they used to there's an awkwardness there man i just have so much high hopes for this kid or this relationship or or this situation god it's not going the way i thought it was and they're going a different direction than i thought they would go and it's just this worry going every every you try to read them am i the only one you try to read them you're like are they walking different are they talking different is there something off i'm trying to read your mind because people are so important and there's people in our lives and I would say a lot of the worry in this room, the worry in our lives, usually has a face attached to it. Because some of us have enough perspective going, man, I Just vehicles will pass and jobs will come and go, but people, man, I just, some people it's like, man, I want the right relationship. I don't have the relationship I need in my life and I, I have desires for relationships. Others is the relationship I have isn't working. Others are, I want to, I, I, I want my kids to serve God. Others are going, I want to have kids. And there's, there's people that are a worry. And something that can be says don't worry about anything, but we worry about people. Another one that came in that people talk about would be lack. So many thoughts about I don't know if I'm gonna have enough money. Man, like like I I I don't know where everybody's watching from, but on the East Coast right now, inflation is real and times are it is tight right now. And that's why we know, even aiming for these backpacks, we know it is a stretch. It is a stretch. Just to get through and gas money and people talking about lack. And some people, it's lack of finances. Others, it's lack of opportunity. Going, just trying to, I just cannot find that opportunity that I'm looking for. I can't find that moment. It's lack of peace. Going, I just, I, I, I don't understand it, but I have this, I'm this, this, um, dealing with this, this pressure and this anxiety and this depression. Others, it's lack of healing and lack of health. Going, I, so many requests for physical healing. I just, my body is not doing well. I'm lacking the strength I'm lacking the health to do this. There's so much lack if I only had. I just need more of. I'm missing out on. I don't have enough peace. I don't have enough relationships. I don't have enough health. I don't have enough finances. I don't have enough and it's something it's that, that to me would fit under anything. What else fits under anything? The future. I saw this saw this meme I think it was about this psychic fair that that was canceled because of a storm and I'm like really no one saw that coming, right, I was like, really, okay, that tells you everything you need to know about the psychic fair, (laughs) this is a big one, isn't it, like, what's coming next, like, like all of you that moved here during the last year, that was told it's an ocean's playground, you didn't know the playground came to your front steps, did you, right, (laughs) Like, honestly, like, we joke about it a little bit because we're resilient as a people, but even looking at our team, like, people that have navigated, they've lost their houses or a house has been damaged in the fires, and people's businesses are affected by the floods, and our office is gutted right now. We have no flooring. We have no gear in there. We're navigating it. The hurricane winds. I hear people go, okay, we've had the hurricanes. We've had the floods. We've had the fires. I'm like, locusts. We're just waiting on the locusts. <laughs> just waiting. On, if you've been to Beaver Bank in the spring, the flies are big enough. They could be locusts, but the future... Am I going to find that relationship? Am I going to figure out this job thing? As a church, we deal with We're going to find a building. How are we going to reach more people? What about your kids? Like, like you got them through their diapers. So man, their teens are tough. Some of you got them through their teens and, like, they're young adults. You're going, Like, I, I thought when I was in my 20s, I was done making my decisions of who I'm going to marry, what am I going to do, where am I going to live? And I was like, thank God I'm not back there again. And I realized I'm back there again, but with my own kids. Oh, God, please marry the right person. Please find the right job. Please live somewhere close to me so I can see my grandkids. I'm, I'm, I'm navigating again. The future is so unknown. And so many of you have questions going, I wish I could figure out how this is going to happen. Another that you, it's not the future, it's the past. So many people are stuck in the past, and I get it, I get it, I get it. Requests going, I just need to let go of that hurt or that pain or that problem. If it's not a struggle for you, it's because you haven't gone through something maybe like that, or maybe God's helped you, but so many people are struggling with yesterday. Yesterday, all my troubles, that's where they started, was yesterday. There's people that can't celebrate holidays now because of a loss in their life years ago. Can't celebrate Mother's Day or Father's Day or Christmas. Can't celebrate things because they went through something horrific and challenging. People are stuck in the past of a relationship, or even ran into someone this week. Our daughter ran into someone this week who used to go to this church. He just still has an attitude leaving the church. I don't know if you know this, but our church is not perfect. If you didn't know that, it means you're a guest this is your first Sunday. Been around for a while. You're like, we know, Pastor, we know. Everybody from Monkton knows, you know. But the past. People get stuck. And go, I just can't get over that. That's the reason why we have so many counselors and therapists doing great work, is because something scarred us and damaged us, and somewhere we want to get over it, but the past, and it's something that we worry about. And you're not worried about tomorrow. You're just obsessed with. I just, when I'm worried about, it, it's that face. And if I ever come into contact with that person, your fear is if I walk into a mall and see that person or that face, that person reaches out and. Or you try to get over it, and I, I have a knee-jerk reaction to that holiday or that relationship. And some of you, in your marriage, is even intimacy because of something that happened in your past. And you're trying to live in the moment. You're trying to look forward. And some of us can't even enjoy holidays with our kids and our grandkids and our spouses because of something we've lost 10, 5, 20 years ago. And it's what yesterday is affecting our todays and tomorrows, and it's a real worry. It's a real worry. Worry is faith in the wrong source. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You you haven't seen it. You you can't you can't d- define it, but it's future looking. That's all worry is. Worry is faith in the wrong source. Worry is a misuse of imagination. I got a great imagination. Anybody else? I can, it's going to go bad, and that person's going to call me, and they didn't text me back for three minutes. They are so mad at me right now, and I start going through, what did I say, and what did they do, and that's it, and they're upset, and this is going to happen, and I build this whole thing, and then, oh, I just don't, I'm not on my phone every minute, I got back to you. I'm like, oh, right, okay, things are fine. My imagination, my, yep, yeah, my son's living on the West Coast, and, yeah, I was driving a work truck today, my imagination, him on the highway, driving a truck, what nobody drives, like, here, I can only imagine when he drives, like, there, and I'm just like, oh, God, my imagination, and Imagination is a misuse. Worry is a misuse of imagination. So it says, instead, it says, instead of worrying about anything, it says in verse 6, pray about everything. Well, what's included in everything? Everything. God wants us to come to him with everything. Here's a thought that goes through my mind all the time. If it's on my mind, it's on his heart. Paul says, instead of worrying about anything, Pray about everything. I'm like, well, what's included in everything? Everything, which tells me if it's on my mind, it's on his heart. See, some of us look at prayer like it's a duty, and and I'm wrestling through this, and prayer is growing in our church, and our our prayer rooms are going to even grow this fall, and we're wrestling through. Prayer is not a to-do list or a, a grocery list to give to God. It's a relationship. But when you start to understand the communion and relationship, you start to understand the power of prayer. And God, if it's on your mind, it's on his heart. If it matters to you, it matters to God. So every day when we have worry, if you're not going to compartmentalize Jesus and leave him here when you walk out in a few minutes, if you're determined to be a follower of Jesus and bring him with you and say, this has to work beyond just Sunday morning, then you're going to have to deal with something. Whenever something comes into your mind, you have two choices. Do I worry about anything or do I pray about everything? And this is where the power of choice is because I wish the peace came, just download it. But at some point, we partner with God. He says, when you get that moment, be considerate of others. Remember, the Lord is coming soon, but don't worry about anything. Instead, when you have that choice, when I have that moment going, this is gonna be a tough weekend, they're gonna be at that event, that's the place where the pain happened. I got a choice. I know this is really good for our family. This is good for me. I need to, I need to go to this. This is important. I have a choice. I'm gonna worry about it, or I'm going to pray about it. Because the God that hears is the God that answers. The God that answers does miracles. But sometimes we never get it to the everything box. We keep it in the anything box, and we wonder why we have no peace. In my own life, I'm thinking, God, if I would not worry about it, but pray about it, what would happen? Instead of worrying about anything, we need to pray about everything. Worry and worship cannot coexist. And Even last night, I put on some worship because of the things I'm worried about going, am I going to worry about it and go to sleep thinking about it, or am I going to give it to God because worry and worship cannot coexist? So much of us, including myself, are living in worry. God's going, you just need to bring it in worship. And watch what God will do. There's miracles brewing in our church. I don't even get time. I can't talk about them yet. But there's there's miracles brewing in our church. Things that I'm worried about. I'm like, I, I never saw this coming. Even the last week, another... Potential big miracle. I'm like, God, God, are you going to worship me? It's like someone preached a sermon once, but worship before the walls come down. Remember that sermon? I was like, right, I, I did preach that. Right. Living it is something different, folks. <laughs> have this choice today. Bring it to Jesus in prayer, not to yourself in worry. And then it says in verse 7, you'll have a peace beyond anything you can understand. Let me read Isaiah 9, 6. And then today, as we close, we're going to pray together. And you're going to have a chance this morning, you're going to have a moment this morning where you can sit in your worry in anything or maybe activate for a moment a prayer about everything. Isaiah 9, verse 6. We usually read this at Christmas, but God doesn't want to live in the Christmas story. He wants to live in our lives daily. For us... For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Another name for Jesus to describe him is the Prince of Peace. And I've learned this, and I've said this often. That princes have authority. They have a kingdom and they have reigns and they have borders and they have government control. And when they say to this army move, the army moves. When they say this law is a law, this law is a law. When they say this is how it's the culture is, that's what the culture is. Princes have a kingdom. The Bible says that Jesus is the prince of Peace, that means when he is Lord of your life, he is control of your life. And Lord of your life doesn't mean you have um, a scripture on your Instagram bio or you have a Nova bumper sticker on your car. It means that he does not live in a compartment. He's Lord of everything and anything. And it says if he is Lord of your life, then he is, brings in a culture of peace. He's the Prince of Peace, which means his kingdom is known as a, prince, as a kingdom of peace. That means if you live where he's in charge, then you will have peace. And in my life, whenever I take things away from him, outside of his border, and go, this is mine to worry about, there is no peace. But when I bring it back under his lordship and his authority and his kingdom, a miracle starts to happen. Because he's the prince of peace. He governs over peace. His, he sits on a throne where peace reigns. So instead of worrying about anything, we're supposed to pray about everything. So here's what we're going to do today. Is Nancy, Pastor Nancy Nancy's going to help me in a moment. We're going to pray in a moment not going to be long today, but we're going to believe together for these four. And there might be more things than that for you. We're going to pray about past and future and lack and people. And if I asked you, if we were private this morning, if we asked you, what are you dealing with? What are you worried about? It would probably fit one of those boxes. I'm going to lift out these boxes and we're going to pray. But if you say, Mike, there's something in my life I'm worried about that fits in one of these boxes. I'm going to ask you to agree with us today, and we're going to pray. We're going to take this from just being a gathering of people in a theater, that's an event, turning it into a holy moment where Jesus is in in control. He's the Lord. Instead of worrying about everything, we're going to pray about everything. With every head up and every eye open, you say, Mike, even online, this is for you. You say, Mike, I have worry in my life that deals with one of those boxes, at least one. I want you to stand to your feet today. That's you. It might not be everybody in this room. I have a hard time believing it's not most, but I think I think almost every one of these boxes has something for me in it. Here's what we're going to do. Me and, me and Nancy are going to pray over these boxes. And we're going to shift them from the anything pile to the everything pile. And as we do that, we're going to pray. Not for you, with you. We're going to pray with you. Well, I, I don't pray. Great day to start. You're gonna pick a place to start. Church is probably a pretty safe place to start praying. We're just gonna to pray today. Here's what it looks like. Yes, Lord, I agree. When we talk about the past, maybe you want to whisper that event or that issue or that pain. Maybe it's that that hurt, maybe it's that job, maybe it's that church, maybe it's that person, maybe it's that relationship, maybe it's that mistake you made, maybe it's that choice you had. I don't know. But we're gonna to pray today. We're gonna believe for a miracle. As we pray, would you agree with us? We could dump these lights a little bit. That'd be awesome. But we're gonna to agree together. Kind of encourage you to lean in today. Lean in in your spirit. We're not gonna be a long table. We're gonna believe for a moment. Thank you, God. As we lift up these requests, would you agree with us? And let's believe today that we'll leave the anxiety and the everything pile and move over to the faith, the peace pile of everything. That what we took to ourself led to worry. We take that God will bring peace. It will leave here with a peace that will blow your mind. Because he's the Prince of Peace. Amen? Amen? God, we thank you for this moment. Lord Jesus. We agree together right yes. now. So Father, I lift up the worry of the past right yes, now. God. I lift up moments. Father, I pray where there's been hurt and abuse. I pray where there's been disappointment. Where there. people didn't keep their commitment like they said they would. Where people let us down. Right. Father, where there was things said, maybe things posted, maybe physical harm, Father God, right now, we give it to you. We say, God, would you take the past? God, where there's grieving of relationships, maybe a marriage didn't go right, maybe maybe a, a friendship ended. God, maybe there's a death where someone that we thought we'd have more memories with and more time with that left us way too early, God, right now, we just say, God, would you take our past? Would you take that place that has us stuck today? God, we confess it, and it's a worry, and it's a stress, and we feel stuck today you said, press on. And you said, lift your head and look forward. And today, God, we press on. We we look forward. We, we believe for today and tomorrow. God, use us in our tomorrows and release us from our yesterdays. Father, we give you our past and we pray for freedom today in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you in Jesus'
1: name.
2: Jesus. But Father I speak life over the hearts in this room I agree. and I say your word is good and that you are able to heal the brokenhearted. Yes. and not only do you heal but you bind up yes. their wounds yes. so today good. Your goodness chases us. Father, irrelevant of what happens on this earth, I believe in eternity. Father, I know this is not our home. We live according to your word. Father, we didn't get a spirit that leaves us a slave anymore. Father, you gave us a Holy Spirit to be able to walk into the future and live out your word and be equipped. Father, I pray for the people in they would not be afraid of their future, Father, that they would be filled with hope. Father, they would be filled with joy, that they would be filled with expectation for what's to come, that they would not be afraid of what they don't have, but they would trust in what you've said about them for their future, God, that you are good. You are attentive to their cry, God. You have their children in your hands. Father, you have not turned away from them. You are not far you are close and attentive to their cry. So Jesus, we say we give you full control yes, and we trust in you for the future, God. Not in our economy. I agree. Not in the things that we see, almighty God. We trust in you and you alone over our future. I agree. Jesus name. In Jesus name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
0: Father, we pray over lack today. We pray over the, the fear, Lord, of not enough money. God, I pray right now for miracles in finances. Father, I pray if we look after your house, you look after our house. I pray for better jobs. I pray for raises and promotions. I pray for those that have put in and wondering, can I get that raise? Can I get that promotion? I pray for favor. Luke 2.52 says, favor with God is favor with people. And Father, we're believing today for favor in every workplace, Father. Father, we pray where there's a lack of relationship, where there's those that are wanting the right relationship. Father, I pray that is a desire from you, that is a goal, that is something wonderful. I pray, Father, for the right relationships for those that are wanting the right relationships. Father, I pray for healthy, strong relationships that are holy. I pray for those that are wanting children that cannot. We pray for miracles. In Jesus' name, we pray for physical miracles. We pray for adoption miracles. We pray for you to move we pray there would be no lack, Father. We pray for those looking for opportunity, those looking for direction, those looking for movement. We pray where there's been um, there's been a dryness of opportunity or resources for there to be a miracle right now, Father. We pray you to unleash it and unlock it. We pray, Father, for provision right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus name, Jesus.
2: Jesus oh my God, we were formed and fashioned in your image. We're not just flesh and bones walking out our daily duties of paying bills and raising kids and trying to navigate singleness and single parenting and all the things, God. to walk out this life Father we need to do it by faith Father we need faith to believe for our own purpose and our own calling and our own direction but God in that when it's healthy and strong and according to your word you help us with others when it's right with us Lord we're able to just walk alongside people and be patient and forgiving and kind Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that we would not be a wounded people. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Father,
2: that word hurt is thrown out way too much. Way too much. God, I pray that we would be overcomers like your holy Bible tells us. That we would be more than conquerors, almighty God, because of the cross. Because of the cross and everything that you died for us to have so that we can walk in relationship, yes. right relationship with yes. others. Yes. Yes. Father, I pray for us to navigate yes. all the issues of life yeah. according to your word, God, Jesus' we pray name.
0: right now uh, for Jesus marriages name. to be healthy. Yes. God, where there has been uh, a broken trust or even a drifting, Father, we speak health over marriages right now. Holy speak health and holiness testimony. and hope. Father, we pray over our teenagers. That they would serve God. Jesus name. I pray they'd be more holy than given the to culture. Father, I pray your voice and your words will be stronger than a social media, Jesus a classroom, name, a friend group, a text oh thread. I pray, Father, yes, that they would overcome temptation and trial. We pray for our teenagers. We will Jesus not name. let go of our youth. Thank we you, will you, not Father, negotiate over the salvation and future Jesus of our youth. We speak the calling of God over our youth. We pray for our children today. That they'd be full of hope. We pray there'd be no anxiety. I pray that the statistic of 12 to 14-year-olds, would, we would see it change, that suicide would be gone. We speak love and peace and hope and health over our children. We pray over their, 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 their neural pathways and their minds and their bodies. But we pray over our young adults. We pray they'd be full of vision and purpose. I pray they'd have such a vision for their lives, it would fire them up. I pray their vision would be stronger than their worries. I pray they'd have a purpose stronger. Than the culture around them. Father, we pray, Thank Father God, God, for our God. church. Thank God, we pray God. you would grow this church Thank in health in your spirit. God, you I pray Jesus. you would draw the right people here that are hurting, yes, that are needing help, and the right people to help us Thank reach you, people. God we, God. We God. We God. 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 God, we pray for a building for this church.
2: Hallelujah. We pray Thank for
0: a building God. for this church.
2: One with the parking name. lot
0: that's open, Lord. Yes, preferably, Lord.
2: In Jesus' name. A place for our Not kids, in the floodplain
0: oh, or near woods. That'd be good too. Jesus. God, we pray that you'd bring the right people to this church and you would grow this church. Thank you, God, Lord. we thank you for what you're doing. We release faces to you. Okay. The people that fought, that are that have clad our minds, that we love, Jesus. that we care about, or that have hurt us, we give them to you. Jesus. We don't worry about anything yes. or anyone, but well, we pray about everyone. God, would you would you be them? They were your kids before they were ours. They were thank your God. kids before they were our spouse. They were your kid before they were our co-workers, our bosses, our employees. God, we give them to you. God, we trust you in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, amen.
2: amen. amen. It's such a nice weight shift, isn't oh, it? Can like we... it's so good to shift that weight. And amen. you're not carrying it on your amen. own. When you cast your gears on the Lord, he's there. Amen. He's there. Let's amen.
0: worship today as we get ready to close. All over this place, sealing. Sealing what God has done. With everything we give thanks. A peace that goes beyond all understanding. Come on, let's worship the God that gives mind-blowing peace. chapter 4. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. He says this in Luke 4, verse 13. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. When you leave here and you feel the weight, notice this box is light now. Why? Because his burden is light. The Bible says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will sustain you. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. When that worry comes, that situation comes, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Cast our cares on the Lord. Father, I bless him with your strength today. I bless him with your presence. And I bless him with your voice. In the name of Jesus Christ, anxiety, depression, and worry be gone. I pray our prayers would flow on Sundays and Mondays. That you would be Lord everywhere and Lord of everything. In the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday.